Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today on Be Brave at Work. For many years, Terry Yoffe had a highly successful career in advertising sales. What she loved most during this time, however, was working with people and helping them achieve the results they wanted. When the advertising landscape changed, Terry had to look elsewhere for a new adventure, and that new adventure found her coaching which has allowed Terry to help clients achieve the results they are looking for through self-awareness and self-exploration. Terry helps her clients remove the obstacles that keep them from breaking through and achieving their desired personal and professional goals by building strong relationships that allow them to become courageous enough to cut through the stories they tell themselves and ultimately step outside of their comfort zones to meet their challenges head on. And we are so thrilled to have you with us today Welcome to Be Brave at Work, Terry. Thank you, Ed. Thank you so much for having me at Be Brave at Work. And I have to say, what an incredible title. So honestly, (laughs) it, you know, it, it dawned on me, isn't this amazing? Because so many of us, coaches included, are not always brave at work, although we come off thinking that way. Well, the premise is based on my uh, years of experience in corporate America and then my last 14 years or so as a coach and observing that almost everybody that I have come in contact with or have worked with all had opportunities in the past to be braver in saying something that needed to be said or doing something that needed to be done and didn't do it. And now they look back and I hate to use the word regret, but feel as though they missed something or it had a negative impact on them. And if they could do it all over again, they would have said something or done something, of course, with respect and professionalism, but, uh, but, you know, they would have had a different outcome. And so our goal today, Terry, is with all of our conversations is to hopefully leave folks with some tips or ideas or suggestions based on your experiences about bravery at work. But before we get there, I'd love to have you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and how you are currently interacting in the marketplace. So given what you said about me, I spent many years in the corporate world and then went into my own business as I was in advertising sales. 
and went into my own business as a hired gun for companies who needed advertising. They hired me and I did really well, went into some of the top companies. And then the landscape changed and I had to figure out what I wanted to do. And I literally stumbled upon coaching 19 years ago. And, you know, it's a humbling experience very quickly to go from being top of your game, as I say, to going back down into the basement to start a whole new career. You know, coaching isn't you just, you know, read a book and there you are a coach. So after going through coaching programs and getting my certification and joining the ICF board, New York board, and becoming a president and getting my PCC and other accreditations, I was a coach. And again, figuring out how to become known as a coach, right? I was known as a salesperson. And here we are 19 years later. And I'm a coach. And this year, I started podcasting, my newest adventure into the marketplace. (laughs) You know, brave. It's been six months. And it's challenging. It's challenging. It's going really well. There are a lot of podcasters out there. But, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there. So trying to follow a little bit of my playbook and taking pages from it, persevering and taking it day by day. So that's a little bit of my background. Well, you and I have something in common because we both left corporate jobs. And similar to you, I was in senior leadership roles in large organizations. And when I left my last organization, decided I did not want to go back into corporate America to kind of do again what I had been doing and wanted to do something different. So like you, I had to go to the basement of starting my own practice, starting a practice in coaching, you know, you know, starting my own business, but also focusing on coaching and really working from the basement, right? Zero revenue, zero clients to, you know, hopefully a more successful career later. And a lot of people look back and say, Ed, you know, you were so brave to do that. And I don't think it was bravery for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I got laid off from Iron Mountain. So it wasn't like I said, hey, I'm, I'm out of here and I'm going to do my own thing. And then secondly, it was in 2008, which was the time of an economic collapse and nobody was hiring. And so I said, well, I've got to do something. And so I'm going to explore, you know, focusing on building my own business, which I wanted to do anyway, even if the market was prosperous. But it was something that I decided to do. When you look back, Terry, on your transition from corporate to coaching, do you look back on it as brave and steps that you took that you might not have taken? Or is it just the journey that you followed as part of your life plan? When I was in um, with a magazine company and I was in, I did very well in sales. I, I did phenomenally well. And my husband had been really pestering me, go into your own business, go into your own business. I said, no, no, no. And I didn't until I realized there was a, a, an aha moment where I realized I wanted to play in my own sandbox, right? I, I wanted to come from a different place than the corporate world offered me. And so I started my own my own rep company and did really well, really well. And, you know, 
a little like you, but not quite, the landscape changed. And I could have kept, you know, who moved my cheese? I could have got, kept going down that same path. I said, wait a second, the landscape has changed. Now, what am I going to do? I think my whole life, I've always, you know, I've been let go. I've yet always managed to get back on my feet. I persevere. I think perseverance, I think being willing to be courageous and just following your path, which is what I've done and did. And yeah, I was scared to death going into coaching. I mean, who knew me? They knew me in sales. Who was going to hire me? Right. And I did it and I persevered and I got on the ICF board and I built websites and people that knew me in the advertising world wanted coaching. I coached them and slowly but surely a coaching experience and coaching profession emerged. Looking back, would I do it again? No. <laughs> it was a lot of work. <laughs> However, I did it then. And I was very happy, very proud of all the credentials I achieved. Well, let's talk a little bit about this transition from corporate to coaching, because I think our listeners would appreciate knowing that it, it is possible. And even though upon reflection, we may or may not have done it, you know, I think while it may not take bravery to start it, I do think it takes bravery to keep it going, right? Because you don't open your doors and suddenly have, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of revenue coming in. There may be months, there may be quarters where you don't have revenue coming in. You've got to figure out ways to, to keep it going. So again, I know it's been 19 years and for me, it's been 14 years. But, you know, if you can reflect back on the early days, while it may not have been brave to start it, you know, what kept you going? What was the bravery that allowed you to keep plugging away and working to gain notoriety and visibility and clients? I think my motto became, I have nothing to lose. You know, even with, I'm going to flip a little bit to the podcasting. When I thought about becoming a podcaster, you know, my husband rolled his eyes and said, what? <laughs> that? <laughs> what, a support, what a support structure you have. No, but he is normally. And I know. My friends, like, are you kidding? And I said, no. What do I have to lose? And it became a almost a mantra. It didn't define me. If it worked, that would be fabulous. At the end of this year, if it works, wonderful. If it doesn't, so what? And I think that it's, it's having the courage or the self-worth really, to say, I'm giving it a go. The same with coaching. I didn't know where it was going to go, but I was out there. I was still working while I started coaching. You know, I didn't have a company. To, you know, I had my own business. I didn't have an organization backing me where I said, sure, I could stay here until my coaching gets off the ground. So you were still employed by a company. No, I wasn't. Oh, you were I was in my own business. Oh, gotcha. So, okay. It, it wasn't as if I could have said, I'm with an organization, they're paying me. I still had a little company. And then I kind of did the coaching, right? I hope it's not, doesn't sound too confusing. Okay. No, I got it. And I think if anything else, 
It's about taking a leap of faith. It's about being willing, which are bigger words now than they were then, pivoting, flexible, adaptable, and being willing to pivot if need be. And it doesn't mean you failed. It just means that maybe there was another avenue to go down. And leap of faith, knowing that if it works great, I'm going to give it 150, 200% and see where it goes. And, and I did really well. You know, I was still with this, another organization. If I got up and talked, oh, she's a coach. I'm going to reach out to her. So in my interactions of being out in the world, I was able to get clients. Just being out there, just doing whatever I was doing and being willing again to step forward, to step into the limelight, if you will, and not being afraid, being willing to step onto a platform that you know nothing about and saying, and this has been my whole career. When I went into sales, they, women's were daily hired me. I had no sales experience, none. And again, my husband rolled his eyes. <laughs> and it, it, it came up. The platform was there. She hired me because of my fashion experience, not for my sales. I had a territory. I took a $600,000 territory to a million three. And I said, there's the platform. I'm jumping on it. So not being afraid or thinking, well, I don't have the experience. Maybe I shouldn't do it. And what if I doesn't work out? So what? Well, I think part of what you're describing is the relationship between possibility and probability. And possibility is, can I be successful at this? And I think for both of us, the answer was yes. Is it probable I will be successful, right? So I, I could do it, but the likelihood is poor that I will be successful or the likelihood is great that I will be successful. So, you know, speaking for myself, after I networked that summer of 2008 before transitioning to my own independent practice, I found it was possible for me to do it. And I also left those conversations and networking and understanding of how the business was run feeling highly probable that it would work, right? So it's kind of like someone who doesn't want to get into a elevator because they're afraid it's going to get stuck. Is it possible it could get stuck? Absolutely. Any elevator can get stuck at any time. Is it probable? Very, very low. I mean, very few elevators get stuck. So it's really understanding the difference between possibility and probability, which led us to do that, you know, what we're doing. And you and I both had a similar, although we were completely unconnected, way of building our visibility, which was to get involved with the International Coach Federation and be president of our respective chapters, right? You in New York and me in New England. I did it as a way to build visibility and let people know that I was in the marketplace. Of course, I wanted to help the organization and be a great leader and so forth and so on. But I had some alternative objectives as well. And I would imagine that might have been true for you. Yes, exactly. I also belong to another organization, a mentoring program, which I helped develop. I was one of the founders and it became highly successful. So I got to meet people because I get up on a stage. I mean, I spent a lot of my years doing fashion shows and being in the public eye. So 
I was used to that. And yes, there's always challenges. Even as coaches, we have our challenges. One of the challenges for me is sometimes not confronting a client when I know I have to and letting it slide and it never, ever goes well. Well, tell us that story, Terry. Many of our guests share a story from their past on something they have not been brave at and the impact or perspective that has on their career. And it sounds like you have a, you know, a story that you could share with us. I, as, as outgoing as I am, as challenging as I am with people and clients, I had a client that after three months, we were on the phone and she said, well, I said, it's time to up for the next three months. I do three months intervals. She said, oh, and what was the fee? And I told her, she said, I have to think about it. But I knew in my heart that she wasn't coming back. But I said, okay. I was at that moment in time, I should have said, let's talk about it. What's going on? What does this mean for you? Does it mean you don't want to come back? I didn't do that. I let it go. And of course, she didn't come back. And I've had a few of those until I wisened up and realize that doesn't serve me at all. And it didn't serve the client because her issues had everything to do with how she ended the coaching. So it didn't serve her. And that happened to me a few times. And these were ending relationships where you never spoke with them again about why they decided, right? You said, well, get back to me if you'd like to continue. You never heard from them again. and. Mm -hmm. No, because in my, okay. the, so in the, I knew in the back of my mind, but the front part of my mind was like, oh, she only wants to think about the money, but that wasn't the case. I, I sold myself a story, if you will. And I did that a few times. And after that one, I said, no more. It was difficult for me to confront the issue, which was, she was backing out, but you know, for the three months that we coached, she had an issue with with confrontation and communication. And I would have served her, forget about me, had I said, let's talk about this. And what do you do differently today, Terry, when an, an engagement is coming to a close? If it's an engagement that hasn't completed, I I right away bring it up. I do not let that happen again because in the end it serves nobody to, to pretend or to have a story or to walk away from unfinished business, if you will. And I tried reaching out to her. I tried calling. I tried, you know, all kinds of my bag of tricks. It didn't work. And it, I, as I said before, it happened a few times. It was never going to happen again. Being brave is being willing to confront whatever that fear is in front of you. That's being brave. Yeah, and I think it's also learning from the past, right? Where things happen that might not have unfolded the way that you wanted and saying, going forward, I'm gonna try or practice doing something a little bit differently to see if it has a better outcome. And it sounds as though that is you know, what you are doing today. So Terry, it has been great chatting with you. And I love that we share so much in common in respect to coaching and starting our own independent practices. If folks wanted to get in touch with you and 
find out more about coaching or topics about bravery, how can they find you? Certainly my website, which is www.trycoaching.com. That's the best way to read about me, to listen to my podcast, to see what I do as a coach, and certainly to get in touch with me. That would be wonderful. And is your middle initial R? It is. Those are my, those are my initials. Um, I love that. T-R-Y, try, and it's also your initials. So what a great... Everything else was taken. So <laughs> I went with what I knew wasn't. Well, I think, it's, I think it's absolutely brilliant. So, Terry, thank you again for joining us today on Be Brave at Work. Thank you so much, Ed. I appreciate it. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you join us on our next podcast conversation as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at CabotRisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.